T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm not great today. I'm not having a good day today, Richard. Oh, no. You know you're not. Well, as, you, as you can tell, you know, I don't sound as crisp and as clean as I usually do. Uh, no, you don't. What's What seems to be the problem here? I don't know. You know, we got faulty equipment here. Um, it might be the heat, might be the humidity. I don't know. But we got no phone. Phone's dead. The landline phone is dead. Phone's so. dead, so tough apples. You'll get used to it. That's what Davey sounds like, so everybody move on. Ryan, I bought, tech, I bought Tekken 7. Uh, so yeah, we, you did. We can get our uh, you know 100-match marathon Twitch stream going at some point. Let me start with a series of excuses. One, okay. uh, my best character, as we've mentioned on the podcast before, was a Tekken 3 exclusive gone. I won't be able to use him. I was prepared for that, though. I knew he wasn't going to be in the game. The, the biggest shocker of all is Lei Wulong, who is a Tekken staple, made his debut all the way back in Tekken 2, and has been in every single Tekken game since. He's probably my second best character, not in the game. And then Well, three, he is in the game. Bullshit, he's not in the game right now. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about some download? I'm not, I'm not I mean, I'm going to have to do it. And then... I also, I got good years ago, I forget if it was in Tekken Tag or Tekken 5 or whatever it was, but the kickboxer Bruce, I got pretty good with him, also not in the game. It's staggering. Well, look, why do, you, why do you think I agreed to this thing in the first place? Or I brought, the, or I brought it to your attention. I didn't know that they weren't in the game either. I'm just going to say that like, this is all tactics on my part. No, it sounds pretty good. No Anna Williams either. Oh, well, she, you can download her later on. So I got I to gotta readjust. I got to train for a little bit. Give me a couple of training sessions, and then we can schedule this, this bad Larry. So are you in? So we'll get. It, never mind. We'll get to it in the video game minute. Okay. We'll all get right. Let's more get news and notes. All right. Let's start with the uh, with the news. This week in yeah. Oh my goodness! All right, Ryan. Uh, Better Call Saul is back. Season four debuted on Monday night. I don't know if you had a chance to see it or not, but uh, I would say off to a very good start. I did not. It coincided with the season finale of The Bachelorette, so I was uh, mm. I was voted off that island. So I, I did not get the television that Under, night. Well, understandable. So hopefully you can get a yeah. crack at it. It was a, a nice hour of television. They also, if you look on YouTube, they did a pretty good, it was like a 10-minute recap of the first three seasons. I think it was for Variety or Vanity Fair or one of those like magazines. And it was a bunch of the characters, including Bob Odenkirk, and they like rip through in ten minutes. They like catch you up for season four, so it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I have to. I might have to watch that one again, just because so much happens in that show, and I feel like you can't look away for a second. Or yeah, you're gonna miss something big. Oh, definitely. So they did a good job of getting everybody back up to speed. Uh, Ryan, we tweeted this out at Dork Podcast just the other day. Uh, Goldberg, the goalie from Mighty Ducks, has seen some rough days. Uh, he oh boy! Recently got arrested again. Uh, looks like he was uh, publicly drunk, which is not allowed in most places. And I'll tell you what: as far as people looking different than they did when they were a kid, he's got to be right up there as one of the the best or worst examples, depending on how you're looking at it. Yeah, it's it's not a great look. Um, and if you, I read the article on TMZ about him, and it was like he was drunk, and then like. They put him in the drunk tank and let him dry out for a little bit, and then they just like let him go. Like they didn't, even, they felt so bad for him. Like they didn't even charge him with anything. Yeah, they're like, man, and like he's not even forty years old yet. No, he's I'm like, like yeah, he's like thirty nine, thirty eight or thirty nine. Yeah, like, like this, and he looks like he looks like Walter Matthau, but melting. Yeah, he does look like he's super hot, Walter Matthau. Like the yeah, guy, like that, great. like that gif of the the dude in like the burning house. Like that would be him, yeah. just like peeling his face off. Uh, yeah, good news, exactly. Ryan. Good news on the TV front. It looks like Alf is getting a reboot. That's good news. Alf, yeah. You don't like Alf? I, I just Gordon Shumway. You know, I'm, I'm wondering if like 
Hollywood and TV, they're just completely out of ideas now. Well, they, like we're just not even trying anymore. I think what happened was movies were out of ideas for so long, and then they just said, screw it, remakes and sequels and reboots. That's all we can do. And then TV was a little late to that game. They said, you know what? These shows used to be popular. We don't have anything else going on. Let's bring it back. Yeah. And so We have no ideas. Nope. No Roseanne, Frasier, Murphy Brown, yeah. Alf. I mean, I don't know. Is there any show that you would like to see brought back that was uh, that has been off the air for like twenty plus years? Yeah, uh, Good Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see that come back. I would like to see you reboot some watchable Simpsons. I'd be in. I'd be in for some watchable Simpsons as well. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Uh, did you see the trailer for Maniac? It's going to be on Netflix. Comes out September twenty first. This is the movie with Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. And it looks like all these different realities that they're going through. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like Eternal Sunshine meets like Total Recall. Meets it's like this really weird meets Passengers. Movie. Like I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or it's supposed to be like like straight hard sci fi. Like I don't know. Like where, I, I don't get it. Where are you at on Jonah Hill? Uh, I'm like one foot in, one foot out on Jonah Hill. Like I don't like. There are some days where he's like. He's kind of got a little Jesse Eisenberg in him where I think he's kind of a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think there's some days where he's like, he's he's interviewing and he's in a good mood and he seems like an all right dude. But. Yeah, I go back. I feel like I he's one of those, like, don't talk to me. Yeah, I like one of those, like, don't talk to me, get away from me kind of guy. I bet he is. Yeah. And then, like, you know, because he's friends with Leonardo DiCaprio and sometimes he's skinny, sometimes he's not. Like, I, I don't know. I still think his best yeah. role was in 40-Year-Old Virgin when he was trying to buy the boots with the fish in them. Yeah, that that is his one of his best roles, and obviously, <laughs> Super Bad is very good. I don't know if fish were in him or not, but it looked like they would have fish in him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he. I mean, he's definitely been in some stuff, but then he became like a serious actor, and I'm like, ah, I don't know, I really care. Yeah, to be honest. And Ryan, last bit of news I have is the Birds of Prey film has a villain all set, and it is going to be Black Mask, which is great. I like that's yeah. a great villain. That is a good villain, and it's one that hasn't been used before. So it'll be the black, it'll be Black Mask debut uh, on the big screen. So I think that's a, that was a good call because that's a pretty good villain. Batman and the and you know the Batman universe has a million of them, and they haven't used him. So if if he wants to be the main guy for that, I, I'm all for it. Now is he going to show? Is, is the Batman going to show up in this movie, or are we out on that? Yeah, I mean, I yet. fucking doubt it. They got to cast a new Batman first, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. I just just remind me though, but like, who was the first person to report that like Ben Affleck was out on that? Oh my God, it had to be mm, us. Oh, that was yeah, it was you. It was you. Yeah, I'm not gonna say us. I'm gonna say you. Well, either way, I mean, it was it was the dork uh, label, and that was we're coming up on the one year anniversary, in fact, of that oh, yeah. news. And and some people are still some people are still in denial about the whole thing. Oh yeah, we're still clickbait, and we're still you know a holes and all that stuff. So correct. It hurt. What do we know? You know, what What are you going to do? Let's get to some uh, video game stuff, shall we? Let's do it. This fucking computer, man. It's time for Davey's Video Game Minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. Oh, my God. I'm frazzled. Like, the computer's lagging. I got the, the levels are all off. I can't make heads or tails of it. Davey's on a fucking cell phone. We're, I'm having a, we're having a time here. We're having a day. But we're going we're gonna to keep pushing forward here. What do, what do you got, Ryan? Technology is not our friend today. No, killing us. It's like you, it's like your stream the other night. It's absolutely killing us. Oh my god, that wasn't that brutal. So I figured that out. By the way, I figured out that um, for whatever reason, Streamlabs had me on a server in San Francisco, like all the way across the country. Oh, that's helpful. So that was no, that was not helpful. That was the antithesis of helpful. <laughs> so I got that squared away. So I ran a little test stream today, and uh, that seems to be figured out. So uh, hopefully by tonight, I'll have it squared away and it'll look good. Uh, Joe, uh, Doctor Joe, the backcracker, and I did a little test stream today. So. So we're good there. But anyway, good. so news and notes. So um, as we were talking about Tekken, um, they just released today. So we just picked that back up again. Um, I, I've been doing some testing, Richard, and you are in a lot of trouble if you don't have your any guy you can play with. I'm I have nobody. Right now. I got like you, two, one and a half, two characters I can use. I, I got some work uh-oh. to do. You're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, they've picked up. They have two other characters coming. Lei Wu Long, as you know, and Anna are in the, the, the newest expansion Good. pack, along with Negan from The Walking Dead. I, that's I very bizarre. A lot of Negan. That's very weird. Uh, maybe maybe I'll well, get good with Negan. I don't know. So they have uh, Noctis, Prince Noctis from Final Fantasy, and they have Akuma from Street Fighter. So if you're in a pinch, you can use one of those guys too. Mm. So it seems to be they're like crossing over with a lot. 
But speaking of Street Fighter, they just added two new characters. Uh, a character I've never seen before named G. G. And Saget is back in Street Fighter now. Oh, there so he you was go. out of Street Fighter 5, so he's back now, so that's really exciting. Um, another video game news, um, the trailer for uh, 2K19, NBA 2K19, came out today. People are very excited about that. Nice. I am indifferent to it, but I could care less. Right. Um, well, and the other geez. news and notes, we have free games to play this month on Xbox, includes for, uh, Forza 2, Death Squared, Dead Space 3, um, and then later in the month, Epic Mickey 2, Ooh. and For Honor. So those are some pretty good games coming for you Xbox people out there. Um, not to be outdone, PlayStation has, let's see, uh, Mafia 3 uh, was going to be free this month. Which was, that was probably the biggest disappointment of this year, or last year, Yeah, where people were very excited about that game, and then it went nowhere, so that's free now. Um, and then uh, Dead by Daylight, which we played a little bit, which I play on PC from time to time, which is very fun. It's the one where you're... The uh, the monster and you got you know you're chasing after four people and they're trying to work together to escape. Remember we played that one? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, so that's free yeah. now. Oh, there you go. So you paid so for it, but now it's free. I'm in. So how about that? All right. Uh, and the last bit of news: there's a game coming out that I'm actually currently playing. I played for I played for about a half hour tonight, um, and I plan on doing a review of it on Mammoth Gamers once once I'm a little bit further into it. A game called Dead Cells. Which is a bit of a Castlevania, and they call these roguelike games now. Richard, I don't know if you knew that, but no. a roguelike game. Ah. So this is a game where you're basically crawling dungeons, and all your deaths are permanent. So when you die, you, it's like dead, like a like Dark Souls. Like when you're dead, you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which makes the game incredibly difficult. But this game is a much a uh, much more Castlevania than it is Dark Souls, and oh, like a Metroid good. kind Thank of God. thing. All right. So it's got that side-scrolling 2D kind of thing going on, which is awesome. It's being reviewed through the roof on both Metacritic, IGN, and all. It's actually pretty funny. IGN pulled their review off of it because of plagiarism. Someone accused them of plagiarism, so they oh, pulled their Jesus review off. Jesus Christ. No, yeah. you don't like that. No, like that. come on. But this is a game I'm, I'm going to be... Uh, it was close to being my pick of the pod, but I have another one of those. So all right. I'm gonna, uh, but this game looks uh, looks awesome. So if you're into that uh, kind of game, which I am... Um, a platforming roguelike uh, dungeon crawl. Check out Dead Cells. There you that's, go. That's C E L L S, not Death Cells, like purchasing it. Like I want to so, buy. There death. you go. Yeah. All right. Try to keep it crisp this week. That's good, Ryan. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, here, here we go. Are you ready for the topic du jour? I'm sorry. It's the topic of the day, Ryan. And today it is shared universes or universi, depending universi. on what side of the island you're from. I would say, Ryan, that uh, a couple of reasons why uh, this was a good topic to, uh, today would be uh, Infinity War just came out on Blu-ray. Yep. Everybody's rewatching Infinity War. We might even do like another Infinity War episode coming up after we've all had a chance to rewatch it again. But that is out. That is obviously the most ambitious crossover or shared universe. We'll see. We'll get. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, also, Better Call Saul's back. So, Better Call Saul: Breaking Bad is a great shared universe. And let's be honest, the the Triforce, the podcasting shared universe of hashtag Dork MacGoo and the Boxers is also a great shared universe. So, isn't it though? It, it, isn't it though? It really is. Everybody has crossed over with it. They've all. Everybody's been on everybody's show. It's a whole thing. They all. They all exist in the same universe. Ryan, let's begin. Let's actually begin in television. We'll do television and movies here. Uh, this is this is the craziest one, and I want because I don't know how much time we have today. It might be a shorter episode, so I want to start with this rather than ending with this because there's a lot to get in. This combines a shared universe with a conspiracy, so it's one of the yeah. greatest things, maybe of all time, and. Some of you have probably heard of this, and you're hoping that we would talk. Others, I, I hope you're sitting down, because this will blow your fucking nips off. That oh, is, yeah. That is called, Ryan, the Tommy Westfall universe. And I'm glad you started with this, because this, honestly, when I first heard about this, like a couple years ago, this blew my mind. Yes, yes. So we're all talking about, ooh, oh, the MCU has 20 movies and counting, like, whoop, whoop de doo and, you know, the Arrowverse has four shows, and they cross them all over, like, that's amazing, and all these other ones, which we will get to. The Tommy Westfall universe brings together over 400 television shows, past and present. I know what you're saying, which, Keith, that sounds yeah. nuts, but that's what it is. That's what we're dealing with yeah. here. All right, who is Tommy Westfall? Tommy Westfall is from the television show Saint Elsewhere which ran yep. from 1982 to 1988 on NBC it was a you know a medical drama starring the likes of Denzel Washington uh was it Mark Harmon Ed Begley Jr it was it was like quite a cast that they had 
on Saint Elsewhere. Most of our listening audience, I assume, did not watch it. I did not watch it. it but we, my you, mother, my mother was a big Saint Elsewhere person. I think a lot of people probably were. In the, it was a pretty popular show in, in the eighties. Yeah, and it launched a lot of careers. Uh, so a minor character is Tommy Westfall. His father is one of the main characters on the show. And in the series finale, what happens is Tommy, the he's an autistic son of Dr. Donald Westfall. He is seen yep. looking into a snow globe, and inside of the snow globe is the medical center, St. Elijah's, from the TV show. And then behind Tommy is his father, who's wearing construction workers' clothes. Therefore, it's implied that Tommy has imagined the entire thing. Like, his father is not a doctor. It was in his imagination. So... This was all the show. So it's kind of one of these shitty, like, oh, it was a dream kind of things. Like, these are right. bad kind of endings that, you know, some movies have done, TV shows have done. But St. Elsewhere, after five or six seasons, like a ton of episodes, they decided to say this was all in Tommy Westfall's imagination. And which is like, has become kind of like a joke. Like, people, yes. like, you know, I think they did it on Dallas as well when it was they like did. all, like, it was like a dream. Yes. And like all that stuff. But what's interesting about this is you said, like, because St. Elsewhere was connected to another show, and then yada, and then like the ball kept rolling and snowballing, that it's connected to like four hundred over four hundred shows, right? Yes, and so part of it, so that that show takes place in Boston. So for one example, there was a scene where a number of the doctors from the show go to Cheers. So they just go to Cheers. They they end up talking, I think, to Norman Cliff and like. There are Cheers. So, and also, a lot of NBC shows overlapped. And so, this is an example of one of those. But then, Cheers, yep. as we know, spawned Frasier. Uh, right. John Larroquette, uh, his character called into Frasier. So, like, that show's directly tied in there. I think a character from St. Elsewhere appeared on Wings. Uh, also, one of, the, one of the key was uh, is it Alfrey Woodard, the woman who play, who's in Luke Cage? She plays uh, Mariah. In, yes. in Luke Cage. So she, yep. was, she was one of the doctors on this show. She played Dr. Roxanne Turner. She appeared in the television show Homicide, Life on the Street. And mm-hmm. there's a character in that show. Uh, the character's name is John Munch. And this guy, <laughs> he's really what has created this entire thing. Because So there's that overlap between Dr. Turner and John Munch. John Munch was on Law & Order. He was on The X-Files. He was on The yep. Wire. He was on 30 Rock. He was on Arrested Development. And then you can just imagine all the other ones that connect from there. And so ultimately, the, at last count, some of these people have the theory, it's 441 shows. I mean, from Firefly yeah. to The Wire to The Walking Dead, Breaking Bad. I think I Love Lucy or like one like that might be the oldest show connected. It's pretty insane. And most of them are character-to-character overlap where uh, there's also some – it's a little looser – but there's a uh, fictional type of cigarette called Morley cigarettes, uh, right. you know, kind of like Tarantino has his like red apple cigarettes, which are made up, and they connect universes. So Morley cigarettes, if you're watching a show now, like old reruns, look for those, and that also connects them all to the Tommy Westfall universe. And this is what this is what blows me away about this is that it doesn't. A lot of shared universes go forward, like they start at a point and go forward. Like this goes back. Yeah. Like, way far back. Like you said, like, all the... So you think, like, St. Elsewhere was in, like, the like early 80s, early to mid-80s. Right. And it goes all the way back to, like, the 50s. Oh, yeah. And then it goes forward. So it's, like, it's it's crazy that there's, like, the, at, the, at the center of all of this is just a shitty TV show that, like, people were so... I remember reading about it and people being so upset about it. And then being, oh, it's all, like, that's just the easy way out. Like, they, you couldn't figure out how to finish it. But what they've done is essentially, like created this entire uni- right. network universe of TV shows. And so this theory also maintains that the only actual bit of real television in this whole entire universe is the five minutes where Tommy Westfall is looking into the globe and talking to his father. Like, that's the only actual bit of television. Everything else has been made up by Tommy Westfall. Right. And like, that's... it's. Crazy. Now, the biggest argument against this for for them to all be in a shared universe is, you know, when they have like real life characters in there. So, for example, I think one of the, one of them that, that popped up was like Alex Trebek is in like one of these shows. So Alex Trebek obviously exists in the real world. So the question is, you know, if he is uh, on this TV show and he's in the real world, well, you can't cancel him out from the real world. Therefore, could you cancel out these other connections type of thing? But I, well, not I, only that, but yeah. like. I would think like Tommy Westfall in his 
in his travels would have seen an episode of Jeopardy, so he could work him into his imagination. I like that. Yeah, Alex, Alex Trebek is so like that. That that's how I would say that. So like, yeah, I mean, I think so course, too. Yeah, real people. This is all we're all in Tommy Westfall's mind is what this is trying. Oh, I like you. that. We could be. We really could be. Yeah. So Tommy Westfall, like you're not going to be able to top that. It's like every freaking show, and so. Give it like a Bing search. You could find like even more of the episodes that connect, and like, and you could see because some of the other ones that we were going to hit on in television sort of go down that same road. So there's like the TGIF shared universe where right. Harriet Winslow was originally on Perfect Strangers. Then you know that led to the spinoff or you know the very popular Family Matters, and then on Family Matters you had Urkel who appeared on Full House. He appeared on Step by Step. And he once sent a letter to Corey Matthews on Boy Meets World. So yeah, he's tied. He's dug in there. So right away, all all of those yeah. are connected. Also, uh, Caroline in the City uh, was it Leah Thompson? Was Caroline in the City? She appeared. Oh, yeah. who, who knows? She appeared on Friends and she appeared on Frasier. So that immediately ties all of those shows together. And didn't she, didn't wasn't uh, there was a a Jonathan Silverman show that was between, I remember this show which sucked, I hated it was probably like the single guy it was between Friends and Seinfeld so it was like that bridge show when you before you got to Seinfeld oh um, yeah I was gonna say because that show I think I felt like rotated like they couldn't really find the right one oh like who would watch the yeah they just like oh this is a good place to put a show we're trying to push yeah like people are gonna watch this eight thirty show this this will work yeah yeah and then uh, I think he was on friends at one point or something i don't know it doesn't matter because yeah. that show sucks but like, i remember caroline in the city was like a big deal for that oh i'm sure yeah and i just i love like the way my brain works i like watching a show even if they don't even necessarily address the other shows once you know it's in a shared universe just my the way my thought process goes of like seeing somebody like drive around i'm like oh well if they took like two turns like they could bump into so-and-so or like you know some right. major event that happens like they also are experiencing it so you know, like everybody loves Raymond, King of Queens, and the Nanny were all like directly tied together. They, they I think, was it the Nanny appeared on a couple of their shows or vice versa. Oh uh, uh, yeah, you had the Golden Girls and Empty Nest. They were they were neighbors, and then that's Which, em- yeah, they were neighbors, right? Like they lived in the same complex. Yeah, they were they weren't far away, and then uh, I think it was was it Dreyfus was the Saint Bernard on Empty Nest, and every once in a while he would just like run through the house on Golden Girls. It was like uh, as simple as that. You're like, yep, <laughs> these are connected, and then Empty Nest spun off into the show Nurses, and Golden right. Girls spun off into the show The Golden Palace. So, like, all those ones are connected. Uh, Cosby Show, which I don't know if we should be talking about, but Cosby Show, of course, had the, uh, a different world. You go to, you know, go to college. Because that was, what was it, uh, Cliff Huxtable dropped, uh, was it Lisa Bonet's character? What was it? it wasn't Denise. It was... Uh... No, it was Denise. She was, that was Denise. It was Denise. Oh, she was Denise. All right, yeah. So he dropped Denise off at college, and that right. was... And then you, Where it led to Dwayne Wayne and all those guys. That was a good, yep. that was a good show. Uh, obviously, you have the, the Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. And here's a conspiracy, Ryan, or Keefspiracy, if you will. Keefspiracy. I love this one. I know where you're going with Yeah, this, this is an AMC Keefspiracy where uh, Breaking Bad. So Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, obviously in the same universe. But Breaking Bad on AMC, there was like a really bad batch of meth that got everywhere. And then that led to the events of The Walking Dead. Because isn't in the one of the very first episodes, uh, Daryl and his brother, played by Michael Rooker, yes, um, they were like going through someone's pockets and found a bag of blue meth. Uh, I think that might be right. Yeah, that's like they were going. They were like they had drugs on them, and like someone found drugs, and it was actually like blue meth. I like that. If, if it's not, I say we say that it's true because that really ties it together. I know, but I think that was the whole impetus for like this whole thing. It was like that's. In one of like the very first, the first, the second episode that happened. That would be amazing. That would make The Walking Dead so much better. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the fact that Walter White is responsible for zombies would. Oh awesome. my god, it's incredible! Now you also have, of course, the Arrowverse, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. They all cross over with each other. That's a fun little shared universe. What a nice little sandbox that is to play in. You know, it is. Just, like, it's just very creative. Whatever. Just whatever random DC character you want to include, feel free toss them in there, and it's all good. Uh, the Muppets and Sesame Street obviously overlap mostly with Kermit, obviously. but with some of the other characters as well. Uh, yep. anyth- anything else from television? I mean, it really stop- starts and stops with the Tommy Westfall universe, which I am all in on. And again, so the Tommy Westfall thing, if you look at the graphic, I'm a visual person, so if you, if you look at the graphic where it starts in the middle, where St. Elsewhere is in the middle, and yeah. it branches off, it's, it's ridiculous. 
just to look at and see like where these things come into. Like any show you've ever heard of, like MASH, like you said, Firefly, uh, even down to like uh, Mr. Robot is connected. With oh, yeah. Because Seinfeld. Somehow, because and Alf. Right. Yeah, like Alf showed up in Mr. Robot, so that's, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's crazy shit. Yeah, and, and it's it's they did a good job too because like most of the connections and the guys that came up with this theory, they're like you know the strongest connections are when a character just is on another show, you know, like so that's right. so easy to do. Whereas other ones, it's like all right, well they have the same branded cigarettes or whatever. You're like okay, that counts, but like you'd like the characters to interact a little bit and just so you know it's more grounded that way. But pretty pretty badass whoever came up with it. Also. It gets you to think going back to how that series ended. Like if you were really like say, uh, I'm trying to think of what's a great show right now. Mm, I mean, Better Call Saul, I guess, or Fargo, or one of those. But and if if it ended with, oh, it was just in this kid's imagination. Like you would lose your fucking mind now. Oh yeah, like, like if they did that with like Breaking Bad. Oh my like, god! It was, like, well, it was all in like Holly's brain. Like I yeah, lost she's my just mind. like looking around and just like wakes up and he's still a teacher and their families together. Yeah. You'd be like, oh my god! Like what was the point of this? Like we just wasted well, how much of my life. Theory about that, that like at one point, like when he when Walter White collapses in the in the first season in yeah. in whatever in the uh, in the car wash, like he dies there. Oh yeah, and yeah. then every and then everything else is like a dream or whatever. It's just it's just made up. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty good. Anything else television wise? No. That's right. a, go it, check out the Tommy Westfall thing. You yeah, it's it's the coolest thing. All right, let's go to movies. Obviously, of the uh, the MCU, starting with Iron Man, most recently Ant Man and the Wasp. It's twenty movies and counting. Best and worst parts of the universe, Ryan. I would say for best, it would be. You know, movies like Infinity War and the first Avengers, where you get the backstory already from the characters and they put them together. The worst for me, I, I know I dwell on it, but I would go back to the Netflix thing. Like, they're trying to tell us that the Netflix characters are in this universe to make it even a bigger universe, but then they ignore just way too much of it and they never, they never reference them, which is maddening. Yeah, I mean, the best part for me is I saw this this clip on, on YouTube uh, the other day where it's like basically like a four minute tribute to. Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark. Oh. Um, and how these 20 movies have been like this huge character arc for Iron Man. Like he's the one, the very first one in the MCU. Yep. And who has kind of carried it like all the way through. Yeah, he's the face of and it for sure. He, basically. And, and like how he started versus where he ended, like where he's ended to now. Um, and that what that character's done. And so, I mean, you got to remember like Robert Downey Jr. was like nowhere. Um, he did a couple movies that were really good, Wonder Boys and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and then you know this is post and drug Robert Downey Jr. Chaplin. Well, that was that was like in the heat of the drug. That, that was like after ninety something, right? Ninety two, whatever. Yeah, yeah, after it was that before or after he went to jail. Uh, that was probably well, I don't know. That was probably uh, right around but, that time, so maybe maybe yeah, before. So post, yeah, post jail, Robert Downey Jr. Um, right, he's made his entire career doing this. Right and what a what a showcase like that's that's awesome. It's it's I'd a, say, quite a comeback. And the worst the worst part for me, um, honestly, just the waiting, just just waiting around, and like the phase two, phase three stuff. Like I'm just waiting. I wish they spaced it out. And I know that's the whole point is to get to like drum up interest, but right. like I need to see. I need more. Oh, one like, thing we more. forgot to one thing we forgot to mention in the news part was Dave Batista, who of course plays Drax. Uh, yeah. I guess it said, you know, if James Gunn's not back, he may not be in Guardians 3, which is already going to be delayed anyway. But th- uh-huh. see, that's what I was talking about before. I'm like, if you guys really, really care about it, you need to threaten to not be in the movie. Oh, yeah, and that's what he's doing. So he said, so the script's written. So Batista said, like, if you're not going to use him, like, I don't know. And he's like, if you, if you, if you don't use his script, I'm definitely out. Interesting. So I, which, Good for him. I would have said the same thing. Like, if yeah. you're going to... Come in and like retool this whole thing. Like, no way. Like, no, I'm not doing pass. That. I'm with you on that. So yeah. that, that's the MCU. The MCU is obviously just dominant. Uh, you have the DCEU, or as they said at Comic Con, Worlds of DC. This is yeah. Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, the upcoming Aquaman and Shazam, and Wonder Woman 1984. This one is an absolute bag of shit. And one of the worst parts of it is. Something as simple as Batman v Superman, where you apparently have like an aged Batman, and yet like Superman doesn't even know who he is. Like and like Gotham and, and Metropolis are right next to each other, and like they don't even really know each other. You're like that. 
such a sh- there's no backstory there and you're like so these guys are just like anonymously being heroes like come on yeah and i'm like i don't i don't get how you know superman can like level an entire city and then batman like not have his, his ears up and be like wait what, what's going on right you know what i mean or at least show up and like try to help yeah it, like once you, you know? start trying to pick away at it like if you think like the the MCU obviously has its flaws as well. Like some of the timeline stuff doesn't add up. They have to go back and kind of change it. And, you know, it's, it's certainly not perfect. But the DCEU, if you put like any thought into it all, you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Well, that, and that's the problem. I mean, I think the problem with this is, and I, obviously I, I blame Christopher Nolan and for the, for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, I think Christopher Nolan did what he did with Batman so well that DC is like, all right, we kind of have to keep this tone going. Right. Like with this kind of like somber, like very dark tone. Um, and with a character like Superman, it doesn't work. No, it really doesn't at all. So that's how it starts with Man of Steel. I mean, the way Man of Steel ends, you're like, okay, like this is, this is quite a, quite a tone you're, you're setting here. Yeah. And then, you know, now they're going to try to, they're going to try to change it up with Shazam, which I know you're jazzed up about. I'm not. No, I'm not jazzed up no, about it not. because it's 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 almost like they get it now, and they're like, yeah. oh, and they they're purposely trying to get away from that, and it, it's like forced, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you want to talk about confusing universes? How about the X Men universe? And this is uh, honestly, when I heard the news that they might be pulling the plug on this, I'm like, it might be time. Like, yeah, start time. over. Like they basically tried to start over. Within its own universe. So they go X-Men, X-Men 2, two great movies right out of the shoot. Then X-Men The Last Stand is awful. So yes. they need to redo it. They also throw in some origin movies. They were going to do a bunch of them. Wolverine was horrible. So they didn't. They pulled the plug on Magneto and other ones that they had planned. So then they have X-Men First Class. You're like, okay, like are these, are these together? Are they not together? And then Days of Future Past, they're like, they're together. And we are going to reset the thing in a way where we take out the last stand that didn't happen but it's also confusing because you're like all right who knows what's going on who doesn't know what's going on they're they're recasting they have like some people were original x-men some weren't you're like the relationship between mystique and professor x in the you know the first class trilogy they're like best buds for life in the first trilogy they'd like never met each other so it's all over the place. And then, like, is deadpool in is he not in like i guess he is in like is logan is that really how it ends like there's a lot of good movies in there, but the the idea of a shared universe is terrible. It's not. Oh, it's it's all over the place too. And even though even like very simple things, like even not not involving the plot, like the ages of the characters don't line up. Oh my god, they're everywhere. They're all over the like, place. Like when does James McAvoy become Patrick Stewart? Like when does he go from being like in his late 30s to being like 90? Yeah, you I, know what I mean? Like I don't that, know. It's all it's all and same with uh, Fastbender. Like they, you know, right. it's when they must get old like in 2 years. Yeah, I it's not very it's it's not good. Like it's one of those ones where it's frustrating because I want it all to line up, it doesn't. So you just have to take movies like First Class, The First, you know, X2, Days of Future Past, Logan, just enjoy those for what they are because if you try to line them up it's not going to happen. It's just not even no, close. No, it's not. And, you're gonna, and you know what? You're going to drive yourself crazy, and you're yeah. going to make yourself angry. Right. It's not worth it. By trying to do it. It's not, not worth it. It's not worth just it. enjoy it. Uh, you have the Star Wars shared universe, and originally it was just sort of you know sequels to each other and prequels, but now that they're doing spinoffs, like you know the Solo movie and Rogue One, and it sounds like after Episode Nine, there's going to be even more that's not just the Skywalkers. So. Yeah, and I heard there's a, there's a live-action TV series coming that right. takes place seven years after Jedi, so it's like in between... Right. Jedi and um, Force Awakens, Force Awakens, and yeah. that's John Favreau, right? I think he's going to be yep. part of that. So that's pretty. I mean, that, that's a great universe. And again, they, they've had their flaws, like the original uh, or like the uh, the prequel trilogy, obviously. But at yep. least theirs, they're they're trying to to line things up. Uh, we talked a lot last week on the M Night Shyamalan episode about the Unbreakable shared universe. So at the very least, it's Unbreakable, Split, and the upcoming Glass. But we kind of theorized that. You might, I mean, Sixth Sense could be in there if you wanted it to. Signs could potentially, well, maybe not Signs if they haven't talked about aliens, but you could probably mix in a couple of the other ones if you wanted. Oh yeah, and and always and always if you you know, I'm gonna watch the happening again just to <laughs> just to have some fun, just to have a laugh, just to have a lot of fun, just to have yeah. a, a nice a nice laugh. 
The Conjuring universe, Ryan, is an enjoyable universe. If you like horror movies, Conjuring 1 and 2, Annabelle yeah, 1 and 2, and the uh, the Nun, which is coming out, which is a terrifying mask. Yeah, I don't I don't care for that. I don't really like that either. Where do you stand? Yeah, um, yeah go ahead. Where do you, where do you like that say? one? I, I like the I, I like the first two conjurings. I thought those were really good. Yeah. Um, there, so those people who um, I forget their name now. It's, it escapes me. The married couple. Yes. Um, God damn, I forget her name too. But my sister has seen her. the The woman is still alive. The man, yep. the husband has died. But she goes around and does talks. My sister's super into like you know the ghost stuff and all that other stuff. So she's, yeah, and they're and they're from around here. Like oh yeah, yeah. She saw her in Connecticut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she saw her. And she was like, she was super nice and like, was was great to talk to. Yeah. yeah. What the hell is so, her name? But anyway. Um, anyway. The Middle Earth universe, Ryan. That of course would be your Lord of the Rings trilogy and your Hobbit trilogy. How do you like that one? Uh, uh, from a literary standpoint, I think those are very, very nice little books. Um, as the Middle Earth trilogy kind of went on, um, I think it got worse and worse, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I think the high point being the Two Towers, which is like the best of those four, uh, like those six movies, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, G7, right? No, Isn't I think. Like it's, a part one of eh, I think it's six. But either way, yeah, that's probably the best one. Uh, by the way, um, it was Lorraine and Ed Warren. So Lorraine Warren. Warren, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the problem, I think, with, the, with the, the Tolkien thing is that The Hobbit is like a 240 page book. Right, and they they stretched it into like three movies, mm-hmm. which I have. I actually teach The Hobbit oh. in freshman English, and oh. the kids are asking me about like certain parts, like when does this happen? I'm like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> like that right. doesn't happen. That's not in the book. Sorry. Or like, or, or like part of my like like when I give them like the reading check for it, I was like, you know, what at what on what page or what chapter does this happen? And it never happened in the book. It happened in the movie. So that's how you, a good way to catch kids. Oh yeah, gotcha. You son yeah. of a bitch. It's like actually you're like what chapter does Legolas show up? And it's like uh, he's he's mentioned. I don't think he ever shows up in the book, but he's mentioned. You're like actually you're you could probably read that book faster than you could watch the movie. Certainly the trilogy. No, it, that's absolutely true, and that <laughs> that's so funny because I actually say that like you can read this book faster than you can watch those three movies. <laughs> that's definitely true. Uh, yeah. Maybe the maybe the original shared universe Ryan. You go back to the Universal monster movies. So, like, the old-school Frankenstein, Dracula, like, Wolfman, Mummy, all those ones, they were uh, they were all in a shared universe, which is pretty pretty badass. It's pretty cool. And that, if you ever go back, like, sometimes, every once in a while, like, Halloween, I'll go and, like, watch one of those movies, and they're actually they're pretty good. Like, they're campy, and they're kind of silly, but, like, they're, they're good. Yeah, but you think about um, it, like, they came out anywhere between the 30s and the 50s. Like, they, for the time, they're, re- like, they're really good. And, like, the, obviously, you couldn't get away with a quarter of what you can get away with now like, right. to put on to put on screen. So yeah, they had to like um, really use their imagination to sort of get yeah. away with stuff. Yeah. And the and the thing that pissed me off is they so they try to recreate this with this Tom Cruise mummy movie. And yeah, that why did not work start, as well. And I'll tell uh, this is what I think did it. I mean, you had a series of movies called The Mummy, which had nothing to do with the Universal Monster. Right. That was the, the Brandon like, Fraser verse. Like, yeah, that was a good yeah. one. Scorpion King. Those were, so those are good movies. I honestly, in talking to people, I think they thought it was a reboot of those. Oh, probably. Yeah, this was dumb. I mean, and so they already scrapped it. Like, the mummy ruined it. Like, so they're not going to do it. They shouldn't have started with the mummy anyway. Or That's what I'm saying. Because wasn't, was Russell Crowe going to be Dr. Jekyll? I yes, think. He was going to. Yeah. Like, lead with that. At least that's a little bit different. Like, give me a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde movie or something. I don't, I don't know. So like, he, sh- he shows up in that mummy movie as Dr. Jekyll. Right. Yeah, good. That, that's that's a good idea. But if you're just gonna call it the mummy, like that's not gonna it's not gonna work. So, and the, wouldn't you like to you know watching Doctor Jekyll run around London? You run into like a Van Helsing. Yes, that would have been cool. I like that. I like where that's headed. Basically, yep. you should have just made League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but good. <laughs> yeah, it was that was but like, not good. not bad. That was not good. Right. Speaking of shared universe, holy smokes! You read that book. That is, they got every care every character from from days gone by. These three movies have tied – well, actually, let me get your thoughts on this. Like, are these one-off movies, or do you tie these together? So, for example, Alien versus Predator, Freddy versus Jason, and Lake Placid versus Anaconda, those are all movies. So do you assume, like, Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street are in the same universe, or is that a one-off to you? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say there have been, like – Alien versus Predator, so those have to be in the same thing. Yeah. Um, Freddy versus Jason, I think that was kind of like a, a to, to me, that's 
kind of a one-off. It was probably in Tommy Westfall's imagination. Yeah, uh, and Lake Placid versus Anaconda, I could care less. <laughs> oh, the snakes <laughs> out there, it is big. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that one doesn't really matter, but that's like you know a big crocodile or an alligator versus a big snake. I mean, you might as well. Is, sure. is Sharknado four and Shark, the original Sharknado connected? Like, oh yeah, they're they're yeah they got they got uh, Ian Ziering in all of them and Tara Reid. Yeah, and Tara Reid, the late great Tara Reid. They prop they prop up Tara Reid. Tara Reid's been dead for five years. No one's <laughs> they, they weaken up Bernie's there for the last three Sharknados. Hey, how about a celebrity matchmake? We get Goldberg and Tara Reid together. Oh, I like them. They probably have some shared like interests, I would imagine. I'm sure they do, yeah. Ryan, here's a fun uh, shared universe. That'd be the View Askewiverse uh, by a friend of the podcast, Kevin Smith. You got Clerks and Mallrats and Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob, Clerks 2. And I'll do you one better, Ryan, because... A lot of characters, especially in Jay and Silent Bob, they, you know, you got Jason Lee playing a couple of different characters in there. And so, you know, Jay and Silent Bob are obviously in all these movies, which really connects yep. them. But even some of the other characters connect. Jay and Silent Bob also appear on the Hollywood lot in the, a little movie called Scream 3. Now, yes, they do. They pop up, they make one little quick line, and then they're, they're out. They're like on like a tour uh, as they're shooting Stab 3 or whatever they're shooting on the lot. Now, I read somewhere that that's not canon, but bullshit. Like, if you're going to put them in there, I now think that the Mallrats Clerks universe and the Scream, everything that happened in Woodsboro and Scream 1 through 4, they are all connected. Which I, you know, this is me. I'm, I'm not a big Kevin Smith fan, as, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think he has he has his high highs and low lows. Like, I think Mallrats is Well, don't we all? Um, yeah, Mallrats is yeah, the best. Don't, don't we, uh, um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was passable, um, and I think Dogma was okay for what it was. Um, but you know, I just I feel like this is a little bit forced. Like you said, I mean, Jason Lee plays like four different characters. Yeah, in does. this universe, uh, Ben Affleck plays like three different. Ben characters Affleck's in, this in it a few times. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, and then the, so the only thing is like that sharing these universes is Jay and Silent Bob, and you have two people: one who's the director, and one who can't play any other character. He's good at Jay, as Jay, though. He's great, uh, but he's that. I feel like that's him. Like that's not. No, he's like pretty much him. That is definitely him. That is. You know what I mean? What so Kevin's you put like your buddy in a movie once, and you want to keep giving him work, or else he's going to go the again the route of uh, Goldberg. Yeah, there's a working. chance for sure of that. There's a chance he does that. So you're going to yeah. keep putting him in movies, and this the only thing he can do is be Jay. True, but so that's the only thing holding this universe together. I'd say that's pretty weak. What if? They made a movie where Jay and Silent Bob got killed by a uh, ghost face killer. I mean, why not? You know, you're in. I, think I feel I like you're in. I feel like it's a soft yes. We're going to take it as a yes. Back. Good. You're Anything in. Anything to bring Scream back. Hey, uh, yeah, Scream 5 I am just waiting for. Now, Wes Craven's pick of the pod, so that's going to be tough to have a good one, but mm-hmm. who knows. Uh, the the new monster verse is Godzilla from a couple of years ago, Kong Skull Island, the upcoming Godzilla King of Monsters, and then they have it scheduled for 2020 Godzilla versus Kong. This one's so far fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's okay. It's I, fine. I, I I kind of enjoyed Kong Skull Island. I kind of thought that was fine. Yeah. Just the, your big monster movie. Yeah, it's like, fun. Cool. I I liked it. I don't know about um, I don't know about the next Godzilla movie. I'm uh, we we saw the preview during Comic Con. It looks it looks all right. I just uh, I don't know. But just the whole premise of the movie is like, oh, we need to save the Earth by destroying it. Yeah, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Seems a little bit like reverse psychology there. Maybe you're just yeah. trying to you know, put that out there and hope it goes the other way. Ryan, the okay. uh, Wizarding World is uh, a number of Harry Potter movies, and now it will be two Fantastic Beasts movies. How do you like this shared universe? I, uh, as, as much of a hard time as I give the fan base, I actually do enjoy these movies. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, they are good. I, mean, I thought uh, Fantastic Beast was really, I think Eddie Redmayne was awesome in, in those He was movies. good, yeah. He's yeah, a great yeah. actor. He was good. Um, and I, I know I mentioned it on the plot before, but like the, the craziest thing is like if you watch him in those movies, like he never makes eye contact with people. With people. Yeah. Like he'll look at him, but like he, just the way he, that subtlety, that, that kind of thing. Um, I, don't, I'm, I don't like Johnny Depp. I know. I think that's what's hurting this. Understand. Um, I got he's you. Just, he's just too wacky for me. You know what I mean? Too much. I know. I hear you. You don't yeah. need him. Now, one of the last ones, we went into this in depth. If you go into weei.com, it's one of our very early episodes. Uh, 
when we did Quentin Tarantino movies, there's the Tarantino verse. And he's even explained it before where they're not not every single movie of his is connected. He has sort of two right. different ones. He's like one there's like a there's like a real world one and then there's one that's more like, you know, uh I don't know, more creative, or I don't know how you, more fantastical, however you want to say it. But yeah, so what did you say? Like the Grindhouse movies are movies that exist in the Tarantino verse, but they're not in it. Yeah, I believe like, that's right. Char- I, yeah, like, yeah. If the characters from Pulp Fiction were to go to the movies, they would see Grindhouse. Yes, I think that. Yeah, I think that's exactly how he how he described it. And I, yeah. but then there's some. There's still some connection because he's also a guy. We were talking about the. Uh, uh, Morley cigarettes before he he has like Big Kahuna Burger, Red Apple cigarettes, some of those stuff that carry over in all of them. But some of the the first ones that I heard about like years and years ago, which I just loved right away, was for example, you know, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction plays Vincent Vega, and then Michael Madsen in Reservoir Dogs plays Vic Vega. So those those guys are brothers. Brother, yeah, it's amazing, yeah. and they don't really dwell on it. They just have the same last name. And Tarantino years ago had an idea of doing a Vega Brothers movie with the two of them, which would have been ridiculous. But um, which every time I hear that, it was called the Vega Brothers. And who was the one that did like the Six Flags songs? That, dan, 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 dan. It was like the Venga Boys or <laughs> yeah. something like that. It wasn't the Vega Brothers. It was like the Venga Boys. Yeah. That's, so the, every time I heard the Vega Brothers, I, that song. I feel like this movie would have had a different tone. It would have been a little bit. Oh more, yeah, it would have. It would have been a no, lot it of. It would have been great if they if they were like hitmen who did like all yeah. sorts of bad things, but that song played the entire time. Pretty good. But just the fact, so those are right out of the shoot. Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs are connected. Another one was uh, Seymour Scagnetti is the parole officer in Reservoir Dogs who they talk about. And his brother, uh, Scagnetti's brother, is Detective Jack Scagnetti, who is in Natural Born Killers, which Tarantino yeah. wrote. He didn't direct it, but he, he wrote it. Um, Mr. White, who is in Reservoir Dogs, talks about a girl named Alabama, who, of course, is in True Romance, another movie he didn't direct, but he wrote. Uh, and then this one, one of our favorite, one of one of the podcast favorite movies. Oh, I lo- we love it. Love True yeah. Romance. And then movie producer Lee Donowitz, who is in True Romance, so they're they're trying to sell him drugs, is the son of the Bear Jew, Donnie Donowitz, Donnie Donowitz. from Inglorious yep. Bastards. So pretty good. And there's a, there's a lot more connections too, like stuff like we that. We forgot to mention in the MCU that the principal at Peter Peter Parker's high school is the grandson of one of the one of uh, Captain America's guys, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the other one is in um, in Civil War. You remember when the there's a woman, there's a parent who confronts Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. So that's also that Alfre Woodard woman who yeah. was in uh, uh, Saint Elsewhere. That's an issue too to me because she plays sort of a minor role in that movie, but it's important for Robert Downey Jr. to speak with her because she lost her son and she's blaming him for it. But she also plays a villain in Luke Cage, which is the same goddamn universe, or so we're led to believe. So we're led to believe, yeah. So there's a little bit of a... Eh, That's little, horseshit. But. Horseshit. I call <laughs> horseshit. All right, anything yeah. else in shared universes? Ryan? I'm sure we're missing some, so feel free to email us, uh, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at dorkpodcast, some of your uh, favorite or least favorite shared universe I. We do have some video game shared universe I that we, have, that we didn't scratch the surface with, but if you want to... If you want to chat with me, you know where to find me. Yes, hit him up, twitch.tv slash D. Let's see if we can get this goddamn computer to work. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. All right, Ryan, pick of the pod time. Would you like to kick, receive, defer, defend a goal? I, I've been receiving a lot. That sounds All right, crazy, I'll take the ball. I, I will take the yeah. ball. I... Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, two things. One, this isn't my pick of the pod. I just wanted to mention that I saw it. Like, I, I kind of recommend it. I kind of don't. That would be, uh, I finally saw the documentary on HBO, Beware the Slender Man. Oh, yeah. Shit's messed up. It's messed up. And so it's like two hours long. And if you're just watching it about like the actual case, like what happened, like with these girls, you can kind of watch it a little bit faster because they also, they spend part of the documentary being like, and here's like here's why people are afraid of the boogeyman, and like here's how this was created, and like if you don't care about that, which we didn't, I was watching it with my wife, and like we kind of fast forwarded yeah. that, and then got back to the girls. It's just a terrible story, but that is on HBO. Uh, but also on HBO, which is much more enjoyable. I finally saw the movie The House with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler, the one oh, where they have the yeah. casino. It's actually pretty good. Not bad. It got ripped. Oh, it, it got, got ripped critically. Oh, it got crushed. I mean, it's stupid. It's a mindless. 90 minute comedy 
that you know Jason Manzukis is in it. He's great. Nick Kroll is in it. Obviously, yeah. Farrell and Polar. Um, even if you're kind of sick of them, like the other side characters do a great job. One of the guys, I think he was from Upright Citizens Brigade, plays like a cop in it. He's hilarious. It's it's funny. Like it's not it's not you know old school funny, but it's it's worth uh, a watch if you're looking for a comedy out there. You could do a lot worse than The House. If you're like a Saturday night at home with the wife, you know, yeah. that kind of movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to go the other way, Richard, mm-hmm. uh, my pick of the podcast this week is a show on Netflix, uh, which is called Dark Tourist. Have you heard of this show? Dark Tourist, no. So it's a travel show, but what the guy does, and you'll like the, the description of the show, it's fantastic. Uh, hang on one second, I have to get it. But uh, while I'm pulling it up, I'll explain it to you. So basically what this guy does is he goes through, he travels the world and goes to like the places that nobody wants to go to. And I guess dark tourism is like a thing now. Oh, Jesus. So he goes to like Mexico City or he'll go to like these like war-torn countries and like just participate in like battles. Or he'll go to Cambodia or like Japan and like all these places that have like these like really seedy areas. Yeah. And I guess this is like a thing. He's like Like, bizarro Rick Steves. Right. And so the, the, the description is, from a nuclear lake to a haunted forest, journalist David Farrier visits unusual and often macabre tourism spots macabre. around the world. So he's got a bit of the macabre. Oh, and there's people good. who are like fascinated with like serial killers and stuff that he hangs out with. Oh, so it's boy. actually it's, it's pretty fascinating. So if you're into like that offbeat kind of thing, check that out. I watched the first episode and it's really good. All right. Pretty good. Anything else, Ryan? Right? No. No. We love shared universes. We love shared um, universes. Yeah, so speaking of shared universes, please, you know, check out Mac and Goo and the Boxers when you get a chance. Um, you can find me on any social media Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, streaming on Twitch. And, Richard, as of today, check this out. We are now hosted. Uh, the podcast is actually hosted on Mammoth Gamers as well. So if you're a fan of Mammoth Gamers, uh, which I freelance, I will write articles for them frequently. They are now hosting our podcast as well. Pretty good. So uh, thank you to those guys. You can uh, rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, weei.com, now Mammoth Gamers. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Dork Podcast, youtube.com slash Dork Podcast. You can email us anytime. We're going to we gotta read a bunch of emails. We've been getting them. I, I read every single one of them, and Davey reads every single one of them. Yep. But we've got to bring some more up on the air, so we'll do that coming up. Uh, and also, again, uh, hit up Davey on Twitch. Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. We apologize for the audio quality today. We will have that cleaned up, I'm sure, by next week. And I think we're eventually going to have to get the Luke Cage episode. People, people still want the Luke Cage episode. I got to watch it this summer. We don't have a ton of other stuff on the books that we have to get to. So I'm not promising you when, but I think ultimately, Ryan, maybe we should just suck it up and do we it. Bite the bullet and do it. I One think, lady was very emphatic that we she used some very bad swear words. She was cussing at us on Twitter. So we, yeah. we, lo- we love the passion, though. We love the passion. Yeah, we, do. we also love shared universes, and uh, who knows? Maybe this whole episode was just inside the mind of one young Tommy Westfall. Ooh. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.